You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I'm your host and moderator, Joe Morkle. With me, as always, the paper and scissors to my rock, Sean Keller. Uh, hey, Joe. <laughs> I don't know how to, how, to, how to personify paper or a rock. Hey, you jabroni. Uh, so and, oh, I uh, guess, yeah. <laughs> Mike Pareto. The rock. I don't know about a scissors. The scissors. I don't know. <laughs> oh, scissor. Scissor me timbers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nailed it. <laughs> this is a little nonsense. <laughs> On February 19, 1986, Ronald H. Stryker was driving home from work when, suddenly, he was hit by a drunk driver. His injuries left him unable to sit or lie down on his own. When doctors fitted him with his first wheelchair and hospital beds, he was shocked at just how uncomfortable they were. From then on, he vowed to change the way people sit and lie in hospitals forever. And in the days, weeks, months, and years since, Stryker wheelchairs and hospital beds have become the most trusted brand in hospital equipment today. So remember, if your wife needs a wheelchair, Stryker. <laughs> if you have to put your girlfriend Jesus. in a hospital bed, Stryker. <laughs> if your Good daughter Lord. needs to be taught a lesson, send her to school and then Stryker. <laughs> Stryker Hospital oh Furniture. God. It's the best. <laughs> no, no, she's so awesome, though. And I, uh, like I told you guys, I felt bad sending you baby pictures because I've always maintained that there's no point in showing anyone baby pictures because a baby looks like a baby. There's no, <laughs> there's no, no one's ever been shown a picture of a baby and they're like, Oh my God, that's interesting. No, you. That is not a baby. <laughs> you know what a baby looks like. If I tell you we had a baby, you can 100% picture what that baby looks like. <laughs> I can't pick anyone's baby out of a lineup, that's for sure. I can. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> baby detective. <laughs> Joe well, Markle. That's, uh, the, the, that's the most positive interpretation of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the secret is the taste. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. Jonathan Swift, everybody. <laughs> That's right. It's a modest proposal for. <laughs> oh, good lord! What's up, Joe? Oh, you know, I'm glad tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, time is blurred for me right now. I... No doubt. Uh, today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Okay. Just yeah. Yeah. What year is it? It is the 2071. year 2071. Oh, man. There's no that way was the direction I, I was going to go to. <laughs> There's no way. No, I don't think... Well, hang on. I, yeah, yeah, the odds of... 
The odds of any of the three of us making it that long. Ooh. Not, uh, not great. Well, um, but, but me- maybe medical well, science. For, for you guys, I intend to live forever. <laughs> maybe, maybe medical science, uh, you know, takes some leaps here in the next four years that allows us to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I certainly hope it happens quickly. <laughs> Please. That's right. So we uh, we had already sort of been talking about uh, penis farts, Joe. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, you know, every time you say her name, Sean has to bleep that out when he edits this. <laughs> well, That's nobody's going to know how to spell it. So. <laughs> no, I'll bleep her name out. Let's just let's refer let's refer to your new daughter as your new daughter. Yeah, yeah. We'll give her a code name, you know, or uh, instead of just a bleep, like there'll just be a sound clip of me saying penis farts. <laughs> and you just put that over. You just superimpose God that right damn over. It. Now I have her name. It's too funny for me to not have to do it now, Joe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we actually wrote an entire sketch years ago called Mr. Wiener Farts. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. What's the most juvenile thing you could think of? Well, it's wiener Probably farts. Probably farts that come out of your wiener. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I would imagine. Uh, no, I was going to say this is the um, the legitimate daughter uh, who was not yeah. who was not born out of wedlock. I hope Queef Punch never hears this. <laughs> not my not like my bastard Sorry, I hope daughter. Your other daughter never hears you hope this. Penis farts never hears this. <laughs> Well, no, it have to be somebody other than penis farts, right? Because penis farts is the is the is your legitimate daughter. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the illegitimate <laughs> one penis, should be called penis, penis farts. farts. No, penis <laughs> farts. Penis farts is legitimate. Uh, queef punch is. <laughs> Good lord! Is is your is your lovely daughter born out of wedlock? <laughs> oh, queef right. punch. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that's just canon now for this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, to your daughters. Yeah, I have, when they get uh, old enough to listen to this podcast, they they won't because they'll, they'll <laughs> they think won't. it's super right. lame. <laughs> there is no way that's happening. No, yeah. they won't ever listen. Even even if <laughs> and, I let them, and they honestly, want to. each of them is half Sean, and I think if Sean found audio of his dad referring to him as penis farts or queef punch, I'd get a big kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I actually. So here's a fun fact: my uh, the OB who delivered my newest legitimate daughter, penis, penis farts, farts. <laughs> was named Doctor Keller. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. How cool is that? So like on the on the paperwork, it's gonna say that she was delivered by Doctor Keller. I <laughs> just think. My reaction and Joe's reaction kind of sum it up. Like, that, you know, it's a little interesting. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very common name. Is but it's it's a little, is, I'm sorry, is Keller a, a common name? I'll tell you why it's I not mean, a common name. Do you know any famous people with the last name Keller? Because Danica McKellar. Nope, McKellar <laughs> is not Keller. Uh, also, well, that, I worked. I worked for a school. I worked for a school called Keller Graduate School of Management. Well, I do mean, you know? Uh, do you know that dude's first name? Dave. Ah, shit. <laughs> I, that's probably not his real first name. I, I just pulled it out of my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, there's a famous Keller. Is there? Well, tell me who they are. 
I'm gonna go to IMDb right now. I'm actually doing the same thing. There, well, if you have to search Pull it, up. then there's not a famous Keller. That's sort I of the can't whole point. remember every person at the same time. Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have. That's the title of the episode. I can't remember every memory. person at the same okay. time. <laughs> there's a Victor Keller who was a producer on something called Crazy Hobo. Oh yeah, he's super famous. Fucking assholes. <laughs> 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 he, he's number one somehow. Yeah, he is. I'm. Hold on. I am arguably the most famous Keller ever. <laughs> Unless some serial killer is I, named Keller. I admit there aren't a lot of famous, uh, at least uh, actors. No, it's not a common with, with name. name okay, I, I, if you. It's a common name. Keller is not a common name. I know at least eight hundred thousand Kellers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this. I feel like. Keller is probably more common than both Pareto and Moracle. Combined times a thousand. No way, yes. no. It's just because uh, yeah, it's just because my sure, name yeah. is almost a palindrome. <laughs> There's just two two measly letters. If one of them was different. Everything's almost a palindrome if you change the letters. <laughs> if you God change it, all Joe. of the letters. <laughs> but I'm saying you only have to change one of my letters. Okay. It's true. Uh whoa, what was that? That was my phone. This is a professional production, Joe. I can't have penis farts listening to this in the future and being like, what is this, <laughs> what is this amateur shit? Listen, DC Universe needed to tell me to enter a new sweepstakes. Yeah, I bet they did. They're, please, please care about our stuff. <laughs> I already do. Marvel, Marvel's destroying us. Please care about our... Come watch Birds of Prey or... Or whatever it's called. I we changed did. The, we changed the title three times because we got crushed by Sonic the Hedgehog this weekend. <laughs> Is that Which true? Can't possibly be good. I I did, I did, did hear that that. that it, it did. It Sonic did, did, <laughs> did really well at the box office for what it is. Like, stupidly I'm well. I'm very surprised by that. That didn't look good at all. No. I mean, Jim Carrey hamming it up for two hours looks fucking amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. I guess he hasn't done that in a while, so. No, he hasn't. I, when I say a while, it's been like 20, 20 years. <laughs> that, I would say that constitutes Probably. a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long, long time. So globally last weekend, it opened to $101 million. That's pretty good. Really? Yeah. I will say, I don't mean to shit on Birds of Prey, because actually every single person, all of my friends who have seen it, have said that it's really entertaining and good, and I actually kind of want to see it. It is, I actually and once again, once again, Margot Robbie fucking steals the movie. Well, she's a phenomenal actor. Quinn. She's so good. She's she a, is a wonderful actress, actor. Yeah. yeah, She's a great actress, and... And she's also very attractive. I just both I have of those to, things are true. I, I I have to point it out because yes, it's true. I'm not just saying she's a great actress because she's fun to look at. She's a great actress. Period. Did you know that she can hold her breath for like five minutes? I had no idea. No, I discovered it's that just, fact. Uh, let's just take a moment of silence and think about the possibilities there. <laughs> Oh, Joe, yeah. Joe ate his Wheaties I this may morning. Not be, I may not be as creative as you are, Joe, because my, I'm coming up with, like, bathtub and swimming pool. Joe, that's I, pretty much Joe, it. Joe, I am with you, and I feel sorry. I feel sorry for Mike's limited imagination. I bet he hasn't even gotten to Jell-O. That was, like, the fourth place I went. 
Um, Obviously, <laughs> no. Margot Robbie like trained with uh, with like scuba divers and shit, and like learned how to hold her breath for five minutes. It was because... for a movie, I believe. Okay, yeah. So that's a method. That's a method shit right there. No, but but I mean, it's a it's like really. She probably cool. needed it for filming. She, but she's yeah. kind of crazy though. She she helped produce I Tanya, which she fucking did. She win or just get nominated for the Academy Award? Uh, she produced she Birds of Prey. Nominated. Like she's she's behind the camera. She's in front of the camera, and she's what like she's like fourteen years old. She's like thirteen and a half years old. Uh, I think she's 28, <laughs> but 29. But still, she, she's very young and very ambitious and talented and, and obviously very intelligent. Uh, she's just, she's uh, she's going to be around for a long time. I mean, I hope she's not 14 and a half years old because that makes everything prior to this part of the conversation <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> Joe was talking about eating babies. <laughs> no, she's, uh, all right, 29, which I guess when I was like 22, I would have been like, loser <laughs> but now that i'm now that i'm 36 i'm like oh my god she's so she's a baby <laughs> so accomplished isn't it weird yeah to think about that how you're when you're when you're 20 years old 20 28 years old is like oh god that's so old they're, they're, half of their life is over and they only accomplished that oh my god yeah at least for me because i i compare myself to what people have accomplished and it's always made me feel terrible about myself yeah, sure. Well, that's always going to make you feel anybody for really, sure. Yeah, except for like seven people. Yeah, except like make them Kobe Bryant was like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> there's there's certain, yeah. certain outliers who uh, are very happy with their place in life. Well, but, you know, uh, there's the saying, uh, no matter how good you are, there's always someone better. But that chain has to end somewhere because there's a finite number of people on the planet for sure. So if you're at the end of that chain. You're good. Well, I, unless you're on the other that, end. That saying, I, I think it applies to yes. Good point. Certainly, there's going to be a point where somebody's the best at one particular thing at a given time. Only, only if that is objectively measurable, because sometimes subjective things, you know, there can be some wiggle room. Sure. But yeah. Also, also, there. The point I think is that somebody's always going to be better at you or better than you at something. I've actually, I, I have made that point multiple times to, uh, to Queef Punch, um, because she often gets frustrated to Queef Punch. She gets frustrated <laughs> if she can't like learn a new skill right away, and I tell her, or if she fails at something or does something uh, less than stellar, I tell her, "Listen, sweetheart." It's it sounds depressing, and maybe I shouldn't be telling her this is her dad. But I tell her there will always be somebody who is better than you. You know, you have to you have to keep working and you have to keep trying. But you know, you can't be upset because this person does this better or this person does it better. You can you can keep working and get to their level, but your whole life there's always going to be someone who's better than you at something. You know, there's also always going to be somebody worse than you. <laughs> <laughs> to well, quote Jake the dog from Adventure Time, sucking at something is the first step towards being kind of good at something. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to you got to suck at something first. I mean, nobody nobody starts yes. fencing and they're like amazing at it right away. <laughs> why, I mean, why do you pick the one thing that I was just born to do and immediately <laughs> awesome at? Everyone knows Joe is an Olympic because level I, because fencer. Because Joe it it haunts me every day of my life. Uh, I'm haunted by all the people I killed in those duels. <laughs> I'm haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. 
What is that uh, from? It's from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. Oh, God, why? Why? <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. And that's from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> that, that line is so bad. And so badly delivered. That's a twofer. And it's the best movie of the prequel series. Uh, 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 still, no, it's because I'm so in love, love with you. you. <laughs> oh, good lord! It was delivered by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it may as well have been. Uh, but for some reason, I still have more of an emotional connection to those movies than I do the sequel trilogy. I, I can't Cause, cause, put a finger on it. Yeah. So I ran into uh, I ran into Comrade Zero again, oh, God. aka uh, Typhoid Sergey. <laughs> Is he like a straight up rat ghoul now? <laughs> I, I feel like he should be. <laughs> but uh, nice he, he approaches. <laughs> you need that rat ghoul serum, boy. <laughs> Hey, my lucky boy, you got the rock cool serum? <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you missed my Lin-Manuel Miranda rap earlier. <laughs> I wouldn't say I missed it. That might still make it. Oh, this appendix is sick, dog. <laughs> it's sick. Gotta poke it with a stick. Get it some, get it some medicine like Thomas Edison fixing a light bulb. We, 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 this is delightful. They're sending me to college to get some knowledge to become a doctor to fix your appendix. <laughs> the last one didn't rhyme because you didn't spend the time to pay me to go to school. <laughs> All right. Lynn Manuel Miranda. This is the le- this is the rest of the podcast. Is me doing this stuff with the rhymes that won't last. This is not. All right, I'm done. Are you though? Are I you? sure am not, because I'll keep. Going. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to. Uh, real quick to go to circle back to penis farts. I want to kind of tell tell the brief little story of how how we got to the hospital and learned that we were going to be delivering a child five and a half weeks early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we went to the hospital. Well, okay, we had... Um, okay, that's all the time we had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Sean. Please continue. So, uh, so uh, uh, Friday of last week... Uh, no, I'm sorry, Thursday of last week, we uh, had an appointment... At the, it's technically called the high risk doctor. Um, the reason that uh, penis farts was high risk uh, was just because uh, of she Kat- comes with a big payout. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, no, she, she was high risk because Catherine has been having some issues with her blood pressure. Um, so we go there and we do all the tests and we look at everything and. Um, and she was also high risk because she was just small. So it was like in the percentile of growth, she was in the like third percentile, which is not like the 97th percentile where she's big. It means she was very small. So uh, other than that, though, she was great. She was passing all the tests and moving and stuff. Uh, so we go there and they say, hey, we think you're fine. Uh, we did all these tests. You're good to go home. Um, we do want you to pick up a blood pressure cuff uh, at some point this weekend. Uh, have a nice day. So we we go home uh, Thursday night. We pick up a blood pressure cuff, and 
uh, we're sitting around on Friday, and Catherine's trying out this blood pressure cuff for the first time, and and it's reading good. And she, you know, I try my blood pressure, and it looks good. And we were like, oh, this is great. This is working out well. Well, a few hours later, she tries her blood pressure, and it's like 190 over 90. <laughs> it's oh my like God. it's like really oh, bad. Um, and she's like, well, that's weird because she didn't like feel weird and she didn't look weird. Uh, she was just kind of sitting there laying down all day um, and it was still super high. So we took it again and it was super high. So we said, let's go to the Walgreens where we bought this thing and, you know, make sure that it's calibrated correctly. So we go there and they try her blood pressure on their machine and they're like, uh, we got uh, 190 over 105. And we were like, oh, okay. We're like, yeah, okay. time to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so, good. So, so we went to the hospital and, uh, you know, they, they try to give her some, some uh, medication and it's still not going down that much. And they were like, well, here's the deal. We're going we're gonna to put you on magnesium, which is for sure going to lower the, the blood pressure. It's also going to make you feel like shit. Um, and it, but it's also kind of going to like prevent you from having a stroke or a seizure. So, Good things. yeah, so, so they put her on this stuff and, uh, we basically, they were like, Hey, you're going to have a baby tonight. And we we're like, what? <laughs> and so it was, you know, 30, 34 and a half weeks is, uh, you want to, mm. you want to get to like 40 weeks. We we're at 34 and a half. And, um, they said, Hey, you know, the baby's breech right now. So we, we can't really, you know, if you want to, technically, legally, we have to, like, try if, if you want to do a vaginal delivery. But we were like, no, that's idiotic. Let's do the C-section like you all recommend. So we did the C-section. And I, I want to tell you, folks, I saw some things. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they, they put up um, a curtain. And I'll tell you what, like, my wife is, like... A fucking rock star. Like, I, I don't know how she got through this shit. They, they you know, give her this... They basically paralyze her from the waist down so she can't feel anything, thank God. And they have her laying on this table like Jesus with his with her arms spread open. Uh, and she's just like, hey, sweetie, how you doing? And I'm, I'm sitting in a stool next to her face. And I'm like, I'm, I'm great, sweetie. Are, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I can't feel anything. And I was like, haha, that's so weird and cool. And I'm looking... And I can see, you know, her stomach and everything from the waist down, and they're they're getting they're putting some gel on it to numb it, uh, which it's already numb, so they're like extra numbing it. Um, and they put this cloth, this blue cloth, like um, partition up, so that she and I can't see the surgery, the major surgery uh, that they're about to perform. And um, at the same time, so I'm looking right into my wife's eyes, and I'm trying to keep her calm because I'm like, this is fucking crazy. If someone were, like, going to be cutting into me and, like, pulling something out of my body, I would not be as calm as she is right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to, like, calm her down, but she's super calm. It's really like she's calming me down. And... They, that makes sense. And they are not like you would think that they would just do like one incision and then just lift the baby out of of the mother, but that's not that's why, that's why would I think that? Well, no, but you would think that okay, if they're doing a C-section, then okay, we do an incision and then we reach down and we pull the baby out and that would be like an easy like stress-free low aggression sort of thing. But it turns out that like they make the incision 
And then they're like jostling her around and like, <laughs> like pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling. And one of the nurses told us that, so hang on. So I'm watching this because by the way, this partition, all I have to do is like lean slightly to my right and I can see fucking everything. <laughs> so like the, it's nice that they have the partition, but also I was way too curious and I could lean over and like see a person being cut open. Um, but so they, they grab uh, my daughter, and, and the first thing that comes out of my wife is my daughter's ass, <laughs> which is the first time I've ever said that sentence out loud. And uh, so my daughter's ass comes out, and then it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's legs and a back and a neck, and the head is stuck in my wife. And uh, the doctor, Dr. Keller, is, is pulling the body out, and there's another doctor whose hands are in my wife's body. And he's like trying to get underneath my daughter's head. And they're just like pulling and pulling. And I swear to God, I thought for a second that they were going to yank my daughter out and her head was going to pop off because they were pulling. <laughs> oh my God. So it was, I was so worried, guys. I was so worried. And I kept looking at my wife like, how are you not freaking out right now? Like, <laughs> she's just looking at me like, ah, this is so beautiful. And she's being jostled this way and that way. And these like, like three or six hands are in my wife's body. Like, ripping. Well, she couldn't see what was on the other side. She of the couldn't. Tarp, no, I could. She probably had pretty good drugs, too. <laughs> she I'm did. She did. But so anyway, they pop the head out. And then all of a sudden we have this this beautiful girl, um, and one of the nurses told us that they actually do that shit on purpose. They do they 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 try to simulate what that one last push would be because apparently I, I don't I don't know the science behind this, but they said that like yeah they could make a larger incision and lift the baby out, but they like to simulate the pushing and the popping of the baby out of there because that's what jump starts the baby's body to say like, Oh shit, I'm going to breathe on my own now. Oh shit. I'm, I'm alive. Do- yeah, basically. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And so that made me think that makes sense. Well, it does. But then that made me think of the whole, like, when does life start? Does it, does it start at conception? Does it start at this? Or does it start when you, pop the fucking head out <laughs> like like i was like oh my god like i have so much to think about now but anyway the baby was born and um she's amazing but it all happened so very very quickly and again i just i while i'm on here on the record i just want to thank uh everybody at the louisville baptist east the nurses the doctors the receptionists every single person that we interacted with was just so awesome uh and i can't i can't recommend them more highly than i am right now Thank you for bringing penis farts into this world. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that birth certificate is going to open up a lot of eyes <laughs> <laughs> and opportunities. <laughs> well, All right. that was quite a haps section. In a way, she really did start her life as a penis fart. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out the real penis fart was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Thanks for letting me uh, chat about all that shit, guys. I know that it's not the most interesting stuff, but... It sure uh, isn't. Jesus. (laughs) But yeah, it was... uh, it's kind of therapeutic for me to talk about. I think it's interesting. I think our listeners will think it's particularly interesting. 
Well, good. I think it's one third your show, and you know you can do whatever the fuck you want every now and again. I know, but I can still appreciate uh, you guys letting me do that. Well, before we get into our segment tonight, gentlemen, we've got uh, got something lingering in the mail hole. Lingering. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a little something something in our hole that uh, I should have addressed last week, but. Uh, you know, I was sick and probably drunk. So this piece of mail is from listener Phyllis Keller. Who the hell's that? I guess that really, <laughs> I guess Keller really is a common name. It sure is. <laughs> uh, this I believe this is regarding episode thirty-five. Uh, fuck Joe's body. <laughs> One of my All personal right. favorites. Uh, listening to the podcast and enjoying it as always. Well. At least that was until Michael oh, no. made a grave error oh, no. that I must correct him on and demand a retraction. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus, good Christ, Mom. I mean, Phyllis Keller, whoever you are. <laughs> well, if it's my error, then uh, take full responsibility. Well, let me tell you what it is. He described an almond joy and its exact adjectives. Delicious milk chocolate with a single almond on top of each two in delectable bite. Not written great, Phyllis. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe have Mike proofread this for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but a Mounds bar not only lacks the almond, but it's also dipped in dark chocolate, not milk chocolate. Ooh. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Also, Joe, you're making fun of her uh, <laughs> literacy, but I will say that just to find the male hole and put something in it is something that most women her age could only dream of doing. <laughs> this is true. I, I was only giving her shit specifically because she's your mother. <laughs> Fair enough. And I just think that's funny. Continue. Uh, and contrary to what my son said, I would be euphoric to get either in my Halloween basket. Huh. She likes coconut, I take it. Yeah, Phyllis Keller's on, boy, on board with uh, coconut and chocolate, whether or not it's got nuts and whether or not it's dark or milk. That's interesting. Seems I, like it's dark chocolate. So I actually, I like dark chocolate a lot better than milk chocolate, but I really like the almonds. So I think I think I've only ever actually had almond joys. I don't think I've mm. ever even actually tried amounts. Well perhaps you should and then report back to us. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Speaking of reporting back to us, did you watch Angry Birds yet? I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike, do you have anything figured, to say to my mom? I retract my statement, Phyllis. And I accept your definition as the canon definition. <laughs> and on behalf of the show, as moderator, may I say that we all, at A Little Nonsense, humbly apologize for offending your candy sensibilities. Well, I don't apologize. But you're clearly superior to mine. Well, I, I will say that uh, uh, as, as uh, compensation for this, uh, this horrible error, I, I would like to offer... Every future podcast to you uh, entirely for free. Oh, you sure? <laughs> that's uh, that's a bit. That's a little pricey. It's gonna have to come out of your cut. <laughs> that's uh, I, that's uh, something I'm willing to accept. We're <laughs> rolling in the ad revenue here. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's 
Let's get to uh, this week's segment. We're going to Sean. Yeah. Sean, why don't you tease what you got for us? Joe, I'm so excited because I don't know how it's taken us this long to get to this segment, but I really want to talk about Picard. All right. Okay. Sure. Mike, what is this segment about Picard brought to us by? Do you want to blow your head off every time (laughs) someone calls a bird a burb on Reddit? (laughs) What? How about when they talk about using bananas for scale? Do the words floof, blep, or updute just make you want to scrape the contents of your eye sockets out with a serrated melon baller? (laughs) Well, you're in luck. Our engineers have created an easy-to-use, state-of-the-art serrated melon baller that is also a 38 caliber handgun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It can blow your head off or gouge your eyeballs out. Or you can gouge your eyeballs out and then blow your head off. It's really Jesus. something special. Visit www.idontwanttoliveonthisplanetanymore.com <laughs> slash enditorblindme slash now. Back, back to you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> th- 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 thanks, Mike. <laughs> I just, uh, just read them. Just read them. So, yeah. so uh, a- as we record uh, this show here, uh, today, the fifth episode of the uh, CBS All Access show Picard... Uh, has uh, debuted. I want to I, I want to uh, s- say spoilers up through episode four of Picard because I believe you two gentlemen have seen the first four, but perhaps not the most recent. Fifth yeah, episode. I definitely didn't have time to watch it today while I was at work. Okay, I watched I, yeah, it while I, I was at work. Uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, seen it. Okay, I, well, I would have watched it today. That's okay, but. But uh, Maria wants to watch it with me, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. watch it together later. So, 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 spoilers for the first four episodes of Picard. I feel like there's this a- is your official spoiler warning. If you don't want the first four episodes of Picard spoiled, please fast forward to time code forty-five minutes and forty-nine seconds. <laughs> spoilers begin in three, two, one. Picard dies. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Uh, but actually, that's the first thing I want to talk about is this. I, I was talking to a buddy, and maybe you guys can help me kind of work through this. This, this show, first of all, is so good. I, I, I really love this show. And yep. I love this show. Really well done. Yeah. I love this show in part because I feel like and this this is sort of uh, pulling back or, or breaking the fourth wall, but also within the show. I feel like this is the swan song for Jean-Luc Picard. And I feel like this is the uh, farewell to the character for Patrick Stewart. I feel like that is why he agreed well, to do the show. That Patrick Stewart probably doesn't have a great deal of time left on Earth. Oh, I sure. think that's a safe bet. Well, but, but hang uh, on. Yeah. Bear with I, me, I do though. think hang, that... But hang on, hang uh, on. The finale of TNG was also kind of could have been perceived that way, but right. But but this is where I'm I'm struggling. Is okay. So Patrick Stewart, he doesn't need the money. Okay, surely he loves this character that he spent a large part he of does. his life with. Yeah, he does. Um, but why why come back and do something like this? There, there's a few different reasons that he could that I won't speculate, uh, other than to say. 
if 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 he was approached by the producers or the writers, the showrunners, and and said, "Hey, this is the final chapter of your character, and you get a say in how he goes out, and this is it. This is the end of your character and his last adventure." Then, if I'm Patrick Stewart. And, and I get something as compelling as what we've seen through the first four episodes of this series. I say, sign me the fuck up, because this sounds amazing. Now, that being said, where I'm struggling is that I've recently heard that there's going to be a second season, which is baffling to me, because if I'm Patrick Stewart and, and someone says, hey, this is it. This is your farewell to the character. We're, we're going to do 10 or 12 episodes and that's it. Then, yeah, sign me up. Let's let's do this on my own terms. But if they're going to turn this into I, multiple seasons, then I don't get well, how that I, I happens. I never got any impression that it wasn't going to be as many seasons as they could get out of it. But why Why would yeah, Patrick Stewart... Yeah, they never Stewart, said it was going to be just one. Yeah, but I mean, I think the show is gorgeous and beautiful if it is just, hey, this is it. We're doing one last season to, to do his character. But it's and, not and one last season. It's the first season of Picard. It's I, completely different from The Next Generation. I, I get... Yeah... But they also, in, what, episode two, tell Picard that he's got a very quickly moving fatal tumor? But we, we've known about that for, like, almost Decades. 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a new development for Picard. But they told him that he might not survive whatever this last mission is that he's setting out to do, which makes it seem rather immediate, which does not well, make what, it seem like they, he's got two seasons tell, worth of adventures. That's what they tell yeah, Walter White. That's tension and drama. At the beginning of Breaking Bad, right? All right. I mean, well, no, I'm, you know, this is why I'm, I'm asking this, is I didn't know if you guys were on the same page no, or I, not. I think it cheapens it, it frankly, he's to, doing, to prolong this into two or three seasons. I think it cheapens it. Where right, it would have been very... Everyone should die as a child, no. so their lives are not cheap. I think it would have been beautiful to do this in one season. This is a, a ten to twelve episode thing. I just like don't a think that was, you would prefer it to be a miniseries. I don't think yes. that was ever their intention at all. I think it was their intention to make a new series, and I think that Patrick Stewart wanted to do it because he loves playing Picard. And, and there, I guess that's the difference is I, I like you said, Joe, I, I think I did think that this would work better and expected it to be a miniseries event as opposed to we're going to create a new series and Patrick Stewart's just going to be in it for three or four seasons. I think as long as the quality of, of writing and the acting is as high as we've seen so far. Give us as much as you can get out of everybody before they croak. And and that's, I completely disagree with your assertion that Patrick Stewart should die, Sean. (laughs) No, not Patrick Stewart. Jesus. Jean-Luc Picard. He's a wonderful (laughs) man. I mean, okay, so we're past that. Let's talk about the show. The show's amazing. It's really, really good. It's tonally, tonally very different from, uh, the next generation, everything that has followed the next generation, except for, I guess, uh, uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager, those are kind of well. J.J. Abrams' tonally. Star Trek was very tonally different than TNG. Yeah, let's not discuss that. Yeah, well, no, yeah. That's, we have to discuss that because it plays well, a part I, in this show. It does, what? doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It shouldn't. Oh, I thought that that was all canon. I thought that that was all. Is it a separate? Well, it is, but it's it's a different it's it's a different universe. It's, it's the yeah, Kelvin it's a, timeline. It's an alternate timeline. Okay, the never only, mind. The only event that 
uh, correlates is the destruction of Vulcan. Romulus. Oh, Vulcan. I'm sorry. Okay. It, no, I'm sorry. Romulus. Vulcan is. That's what there. I thought. I thought. I thought that <laughs> yes. that was all connected and tied together. No, well, well Romulus. There. The destruction of Romulus is what I meant, and the destruction of Romulus occurred as Spock changed the timeline. So, so that's, that's the, where it diverges. That's the moment where it diverges. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this. Um, <laughs> but I think that you know, in terms of the tone, it's much more similar to J.J. Abrams' Star Trek than it is to. TV Star Trek. For sure. Well, to TNG, certainly. Uh, DS9, in particular, uh, really started sowing... Actually, I mean, there were there were some seeds in TNG about the imperfections of the Federation that we're seeing sprout. Yeah. Really big fucking fruit in Picard. Uh, you know, Section 31, which... Is really stupid. Hang on, I, Joe. I don't, what I, is Section 31? Section 31 is the unsanctioned oh, equivalent yeah. of the CIA in the Federation. So they're, they're a group of... I mean, I, you can't call them Federation officers because officially they don't exist. Uh, but you're not talking with, about the Romulan secret army no, that's in the is, show. This is Federation. Yeah, but the, are you? But you're. But I'm trying to figure out where this factors into the Picard series because there's the I'm secret Romulan that, group. I'm saying, well, the Federation I'm Sean, that has the Federation has never been entirely perfect. Okay. One of the themes of this show, I think, we have to point out first is that the the, the Federation is kind of not what it's been cracked up to be for years well they're yeah they're not the the paragon that they were cracked up to be they they left all these romulans to die no like picard very proudly which honestly was probably the right move but not really though if you're uh leave no no one behind picard type yeah but think about it from the standpoint of a government the resources necessary to rebuild an armada of ships. And the Federation already kind of sucks at managing its own colonies. You think about, like, the border colonies that have been lost to uh, the Cardassians, the Klingons. The The Federation has problems in managing its own ships. So, you, so the idea that they could just magically whip up another armada of ships... But you think, to save, so you think Picard was, like, overreacting when he thought that the Federation should have stood by them and helped them? I think, I think Picard was in the moral right. Picard has a, has a very idealistic view or did yeah. have a very idealistic view of, of, the of what the federation, federation. Could do yeah he, he still kind of does in the show well he he i mean he <laughs> where I'm I, sorry. I think he's kind of lost that respect for the federation but he still well, has the the values himself he does but he, i i loved the the moment in i guess it was it it was either the pilot or the second episode where it's the first f-bomb that we've heard i think in star trek history where no. no, okay. Well, they swear on the, discovery. It was the first f bomb that I've heard, 
where he's just like talking to the Federation woman. He's just like, I, I will, uh, I'll accept a demotion uh, to captain if it's, and he's just like demanding all this shit. And she's just like pure fucking hubris. Like, and it is like Picard is so, uh, he, he is, he is morally in the right, but he, he's very arrogant. And uh, I disagree. Elitist. I think he is. He's totally. If you look at the shit that, Picard has accomplished. I mean, but he just got done with like, an interview where he badmouthed the Federation to everybody, and he just talked about how horrible the Federation was on this interview show, like a, the day before. And then he waltzes in to Starfleet, and he's like, "I need yeah, this, and I need this." Great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. I can I can agree with that. I just I think that he deserves a lot more respect than he got there. I think it's. Uh, I, I think he would have got it if if that interview hadn't happened. Agreed, yes. That's probably That interview, true. it was very damning uh, of Starfleet. And God, I mean, he did not hold back at all. He basically called them, he, he said that they did the wrong thing. He called them cowards. He, yeah. Amoral cowards. Yep. That was bad. <laughs> but but I also, I, I know I sent a message, I don't know if I sent it to both of you or just to you, Mike, but... Uh, one thing that's of less consequence than the whole story and narrative and all that, the sound design on this show is so, oh, yes. is so good. Every time that someone is shooting uh, a phaser or any sort of weapon, anytime that there's this, uh, any, it's just the sound is so crisp and satisfying it's and good. It's very satisfying. It's mm. really, uh, it's astounding. Like, uh, there's not the, anything the, the that I can compare it to. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could talk about episode five because there's a moment in episode five where the the score la, 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 la. no where the score la, 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 does something really cool. <laughs> the score does something really cool. But anyway, the soundtrack well, is phenomenal. I, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of Seven of Nine in episode five. Nice, nice. Oh no, you said Seven of Nine. I'm sorry. I sure did. Yeah. Who else? What? I thought you Five meant of six nine? of nine. Yeah, who's... Oh, six of nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good... Yeah, that was oh, a good Oh, no way. To... We got way more to talk about for Picard. <laughs> and yet we're out of time. All right, that's fair. So we are now going to Mike with the this week's game. Yeah. Mike, why don't you tease what you got for us? Yeah! Uh, well, I have a... I have Jeopardy. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I have created Jeopardy. <laughs> Y'all are familiar with Jeopardy, right? Yeah, but uh, it's it's a slightly <clears throat> slightly simplified version of Jeopardy. I guess we're gonna have to go to BuzzIn.live. Correct. Yeah, I'll give that to you in a moment. But Joe, uh, who is Mike. The, who is this game brought to us by? Last year. There were approximately 47,000 deaths due to opioid overdose. Oh, God. So far, 11 states and the District of Columbia have legalized the recreational use of marijuana. On behalf of A Little Nonsense and our sponsors, don't forget about cocaine. Only cocaine gives you the energy to party all night long. (laughs) With the unearned confidence you feel after doing a couple rails off a tiny mirror in the bathroom, you'll make all kinds of new friends 
especially after you let them snort a line of blow off of your dick and or tits, which you will. Cocaine. Yes, it does too still exist. Paid for by the Cocaine Awareness Council using a generous grant from the Reyes Drug Cartel. Oh my god. Back to you, Mike. Oh shit. Wow, they're getting kind of savvy with the uh, <laughs> oh. with their with their advertisements. The Reyes they're, they're drug all over cartel. the podcast, yeah. man. You can't that is... you can't listen to a podcast without hearing ads for Casper mattresses or cocaine. That was easily in my top five favorite ads of all time. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. That was very solid. <laughs> all right, guys. It's uh, instead of six categories, I have four categories. And we're not gonna good. we're not gonna go <laughs> it's a good start. We're not gonna go overly complicated with the scoring, so every answer is just worth a hundred hundred points. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, instead of, you know, escalating a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, etc. Uh-huh. Uh, but of course if you get it incorrect, you get negative points. We're only doing one round and then we're doing final jeopardy. Alright. And uh what, wait, one round and then final Jeopardy? That's literally two questions. Well, it's ten minutes. Okay. How, however many questions you get in ten minutes. Okay. And then we it. go and then we go to final Jeopardy. And we're out of time. <laughs> so Sounds good, Mike. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna copy the categories for you. I'm gonna read these, but I'm Let's gonna, I'm gonna also copy them into the G chat so that you guys can reference them. You didn't make a cool graphic that looks like Je- the Jeopardy board for us? Ooh, I like these categories. I did not. So you have a you're, oh, you're in buzzin.live, correct? And uh, we're just gonna. I'm gonna have to roll a dice here to see who goes first. I love these categories. All right, and of course, whoever uh, wins controls the board. You're gonna want to uh, read the categories, but you're also gonna want to announce what names Sean and I are using. I, yes, I'm, correct. I will. I will do that. Just okay. give me one second here. All right, so it looks like uh, I'm assuming Turd Ferguson is Sean. That- <laughs> That's correct. Ferguson, the red hair, just kind of tipped me off. Uh, fart Butler. No, Fart Bartler. <laughs> Sorry. Fart Bartler. Then good evening. Is, is going to be Joe. Hey, hey, yeah. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Gentlemen. Good evening. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. All right, so the categories tonight are Famous Dave's, 1999, Far, Far Away, uh-huh. and Keep Looking Up. And Ooh. by a random roll, Joe gets to choose the first category. Ah, all right. uh, and is there like the normal dollar values? It's a hundred. It's just $100 per question. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, then I will take Famous Dave's for 100, Michael. All right. Famous Dave's for a hundred. Brother to a famous James, this actor ramped up his career with a memorable performance. Turd Ferguson. Who is Dave Franco? That's absolutely correct. Yeah! James Sean, Franco Sean gets is the brother. Sean, you control the board. I do. Uh, Mike, I will take Far, Far Away for a hundred dollars. The soundstage for this iconic Star Wars planet was partially located at George Lucas's unfinished swimming pool. Sean, Turd Ferguson. What is Skywalker sound? 
I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I'm looking for the name of a planet. Joe, oh. would you like to steal? Um, is, is Can you reread the question? Is that a thing in Jeopardy? The soundstage no. for this iconic <laughs> Star Wars planet was partially located at George Lucas's unfinished swimming pool. What is Hoth? That is also incorrect. Sean, was you still Dag- control the board. Oh, all right. Oh, do we get to know the answer? Dagobah is the answer. I was going to say Dagobah. Okay. Um, I will take Far, Far Away for 200, Alex. This screenwriter, who would later return to co-write The Force Awakens and Solo, Turt Ferguson. Who is Lawrence Kasdan? That is correct, Lawrence Kasdan. For the benefit of the audience, I'll just read the whole question. This screenwriter, who would later return to co-write The Force Awakens and Solo, thought Han Solo should have died in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's Larry Kasdan. All right, Sean, you control the board. Let's go to, oh, far, far away for 300, Alex. It's just 100, but uh, sure For thing. 300. <laughs> well, you'll have 300 if you Here get this one. This is the only actor to have appeared in all nine of the films in that. Turd Ferguson. Who is Anthony Daniels? Correct. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO <sighs> appeared in all nine of the Skywalker Saga films. And in uh, as a different character in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, then I could have said ten, but then it wouldn't have been all ten, because there are more than ten films. That's right. All right, Sean, you control the board. I'm going to go to Famous Daves for 5,000. <laughs> Famous Daves for 100. <laughs> this must be what it's like to play against Ken Jennings. Like, I can't even buzz in quick enough. Most remember him for his role as... Uncle Joey on the popular 80s and 90s sit- Oh, just by a hair, it's Turd Ferguson again. God damn it! <laughs> that was really close. Really Who close. is David Coulier? That is correct. <laughs> Uncle Joey, Dave Coulier. Hey, Joe. You, Sean. you, you ought to know who Dave Coulier is. I thought about using that I song for this. I did. <laughs> Sean? Uh, I'll take far, far away for nine million, Alex. There are other categories, but we will go to far, far away. (laughs) In addition to several minor characters throughout the Star Wars cinematic universe, Warwick Davis portrayed this lovable Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Turd Ferguson again. Son of a bitch. Who is Wicket? That is correct. Sean? You control the board. Yeah, let's go to, uh, hey, let's try Keep Looking Up. Keep Looking Up. All right. (laughs) The four Galilean moons of Jupiter are Ganymede, Europa, Callisto, and this spectacularly colored volcanic moon. Damn. Fart Bartler. Uh, what what is Io? That is correct. Nice. Yes. Very, Very good, Joe. Io, and you control the board. Thanks. I'll take famous Daves for four million, Alex. <laughs> All right, famous Daves for one hundred million. Now a lead singer. This rock and roll musician used to be the drummer for the grunge band Nirvana. Fart Butler. Bartler. I keep doing that. Get my goddamn name. Fart right. Bartler. It's Fart Bartler, <laughs> sir. Fart but- Butler. That is Dave Grohl. Nice. That is Dave Grohl. Correct. So Joe I'll take with 1999 for 400 trillion. <laughs> Just to remind the listeners, Joe 200, Sean uh, 
400 because he did, in fact, get one incorrect. I feel like I have, like, 10,000. 1999. I, I feel like I could take out the whole empire myself. <laughs> this film, featuring a dystopian future where humans live their lives within a robot-controlled simulation, ushered in a new era of filmmaking, turd Ferguson by a hair. God damn What it. is The Matrix? That is correct. The Matrix. What is The Matrix? I'm asking. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> I, I knew you guys were going to be drunk. I didn't want to throw in the whole you have it has to be a question. <laughs> uh, far, far away for six trillion. For 100. In George Lucas's <laughs> first draft for what is now known as A New Hope, this character was originally supposed to be a green-skinned alien. I'm sorry, the correct answer... All right, I'll, I'll let you guess. Who's Han Solo? Turd Ferguson. Han Solo, oh. <laughs> Han Solo is correct. Yes! yes! <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Sean. You control the board. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, let's go uh, far, far away for nine septillion. All right, this is the final answer in the far, far away category. The, Thank fuck. These lumbering lizard-like creatures make for useful mounts, Fart Bartler. <laughs> uh, oh, and I realize there's multiple possibilities. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what is a dewback? That yes. is correct, yes. On yes. the desert planet of Tatooine, yes, that is correct. Okay. Nicely done. All right, Joe, 300. Sean, you have 600. Joe, you control the board. Uh, keep looking up for nine septillion. Thanks to astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, among others, Pluto is now classified as this. Fart Bartler. What is a dwarf planet? That is correct. Boo. You now have 400 points or dollars. And you control the board. I'll take keep looking up for nine octillion. Quasars were, for many years, one of the great enigmas of the cosmos. We now understand these to be the formation stage of this type of celestial body. Jared Ferguson. What is a black hole? That is incorrect, I'm sorry. And Fart Bartler. Uh, what is a, what is a pulsar, Alex? Also incorrect. The correct answer is a galaxy. But what is a pulsar, mm. Alex? A pulsar is... You can, you can just move on. <laughs> Fair uh, you still control the board, Joe. Both of you got it wrong. Uh, I will stay with keep looking up. All right. Uh, this type of star can be used for galactic navigation due to its tendency... Fart Bartler. Bah. What is a pulsar? That right is there. correct. I fucking buzzed in for that. That is correct. Too slow, I, <laughs> Sean. I thought about answering your question, and then I was like, well, you're probably going to pick the same category. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, you control the board. You have 400, Sean currently has 500. Keep looking up, Michael. All right, uh, the letter C is used to denote this ubiquitous constant in astrophysics. Fart Bartler. What is the speed of light? That is correct. And you still control the board. Go back, go back to fake star science. 
Uh, I'm going to stick with keep looking up, Michael. Tell me what the green guy's name was. All right. <laughs> this is actually the this is the final question in this category. Good. Uh, pioneers in spaceflight engineering believe that this design, involving highly reflective extendable mylar sheets, could achieve speeds of approximately 10% of the speed of light. Turd Ferguson. What is a no. what is a solar sail? That is correct. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right, that's actually all the time we have, so we're gonna have to move Woo. into final Jeopardy. Oh no. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do here. We've got Joe. You've got five hundred dollars. Sean, you currently have uh, six hundred. So you just edged him out there. And uh, I'm gonna give you a category, and you're going to wager any amount up to the amount you have. As, as one does in Jeopardy. If you get it correct, you get all of that. The category, and you'll send me, you'll send me your wagers individually first. <clears throat> uh, the topic is sitcom dads. Sitcom dads. I have both of your wagers. The question is, this dad from this famous sitcom, along with his wife, Maggie, taught his four children, Mike, Carol, Ben, and Chrissy, whole life lessons, wholesome life lessons, in front of huge television audiences in the 1980s and early 90s. And you now have 30 seconds, beginning now. going down all Joe. right and that is the timer you're going down i fucking i probably am because i just realized i answered the wrong question jo- well joe has a partial joe has a partial answer uh sean answered growing pains and jason siever which is correct and he wagered 599 yeah. yes so sean currently has a score of 1199 Joe wagered four ninety nine and got the name of the show. What is Growing Pains? But failed to produce the name. Because I thought that's what he was asking. Well, I was asking for both. This dad from this famous sitcom. Yes, that did not that did not make it through to my brain. Uh, but you did get the show correct. Uh, unfortunately, was, the the dad was a hard one to get. Very hard. I'll, I'll yes, concede. Yes. yes. But even even if I did get it right, I still wouldn't have won. Well, yeah, based on what I wagered, yeah. If you both got it correct, yes, which would have been the case. So, Joe, I'm sorry, $1. Sean, $1,199 makes you this week's winner. Congratulations. Joe, well, well played, buddy. I, I, Man, you fucking you had me on that shit, uh, uh, whatever the other categories were, the, the look, yeah, up, look you, up in the sky space categories. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, like, <laughs> I much prefer the, uh, hey, what color was Han Solo originally? <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. Wonderful. What, I think that if, if they had chosen game. different categories, it could have gone either way. I really think so. I was worried when Joe kept picking all those uh, actual science categories. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is bad for Sean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that gives uh, Sean the negative point. All righty. Let me mark that down. And with that, that is the end of our episode, gentlemen. 
And with a score of one, Mike is this week's <laughs> loser. Yes. Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself, Mike? I suck at suck at life. You fucking you lost my my mom called you out on the on the email. <laughs> It's the and worst. now you lost the episode. It's the worst day of my life. You fucking loser. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily the worst day. <laughs> and with that, I have been and shall continue to be Joe Morical. I'm Sean Keller, and hopefully will continue to be Dave Jenkins. And I'm Mike Pareto, period, on <laughs> the story. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Ooh, I did, I, did, I did not record a lick of that. <laughs> <laughs> a Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men.